Hello ladies and welcome to the Amazing Bible Dot Book Club. I am Julie Callio, your host, and thank you so much for tuning in with me today. If by chance you want to contact me, you can do that at theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. Well, today, ladies, we are taking a look at 1 Chronicles chapters 10 through 12, which transition from King Saul to King David. Yesterday's section ended with Saul's family record, and then the chronicler hops over all of King Saul's reign, and he starts with his death. Keep in mind, the writer is exalting King David and the priest and the Levites and the temple because his audience are the people of Israel after they have been exiled and the temple is destroyed and now they're coming back to Jerusalem to start over. He writes with the purpose of hope and that directs what he adds and what he leaves out in this story. This is also a theological history, the point being that God is at work and he is to be worshipped. So this writer has little to do with Saul and he again lifts up David and his line because of God's covenant to him. King Saul was killed in battle by an arrow. He did not want the Philistines to torture him, so he fell on his own sword because the armor-bearer would not kill him. The Philistines found his body and his sons, cut off their heads, put the heads in the temple of their god, Dagon. A Jewish town called Jabesh-Gilead heard what had happened to King Saul. So their valiant men took the body of Saul and his sons and brought them to Jabesh and buried their bones under the oak tree there. And they fasted and mourned for seven days for King Saul. Then the chronicler tells us that this happened because of Saul's sins, which he committed against the Lord. Again, the retribution principle. This is found in chapter 10, verses 13 and 14. Then he writes, And the Lord turned the kingdom unto David, the son of Jesse. The story of King Saul's death can be found also in 1 Samuel chapter 31. The writer then jumps into that all Israel gathered around David and made him king. The writer does the fast track. Because in 2 Samuel chapters 1 through 5, we see that it was a process. King David was king of Judah for seven years and six months. And it wasn't until after that, that King David became king over all of Israel. After David became king of all of Israel, David, with the help of Joab, then took Jerusalem to be his capital. That city used to be called Jabus, and the Jebusites used to live there. But now it belongs to King David. This story was first told in 2 Samuel chapter 5. The chronicler then jumps into the list of David's mighty men. A similar list is also found in 2 Samuel chapter 23, but this one has 16 more men mentioned with a total of 47 names. The writer makes it a point that some men joined him who were Saul's relatives of Benjamin, chapter 12, verse 2, 
as well as other followers of Saul turned to David. Then the writer says that day by day, men came to David to help him until it was a great host like the host of God. We then get this rosy glass picture of when David was anointed king. The chronicler lists all 12 tribes plus the Levites as bringing men of war and they all had a perfect heart. Plus, all the rest of all of Israel were of one heart to make him king. It says they feasted for three days and there was joy in Israel. When I read First Chronicles, it makes me think of how we idealize history. For instance, who is the best president ever? That's right, Abraham Lincoln, of course. We can talk about him like he never did anything wrong, but he did. This writer, again, is writing years later, looking back at his hero. Now, when I read 2 Samuel and then this account, there are differences in numbers and in names, and for some that bothers their faith, or when we get two views of a story like King David's inauguration. But there are a couple of things to keep in mind. Number one, the point that the writer is making affects what he includes and excludes. Number two, some numerical errors may be from scribes and their rewriting of scriptures. Number three, names of places can change throughout time. Plus, we have seen in our own readings that people's names have been changed by either God or by other people or just by having a variation or a nickname. For instance, in college, a lot of my friends called me Jules. My grandma Stevens always called me Julia, which drove my mother crazy, but I loved it. It makes me think of a car accident that people saw. When the police interview the witnesses, they never see or say the same things because of their perspective of seeing the accident. In like manner, in mystery shows on TV like NCIS, the special agents don't trust when the stories match up perfectly. Why? Because then it seems as if they've made it up. So these little differences actually make me trust the Bible more instead of less. The key is that where it really matters, the main story, it doesn't change. From Genesis to Revelation, the Bible tells one story. And that, my friends, is a miracle of God. Throughout thousands of generations with many different writers, it tells one story and that is summed up in John three sixteen and 17. For God so loved the world, and that includes you and me, that he gave his one and only son, and that was Jesus, who was a descendant of King David and of King David's covenant, that whoever believes in him throughout the ages, way back then to now, shall not perish, but will have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. God is on his heavenly throne 
And he has made a way for you to reach him through Jesus. Psalm 16 is a Psalm of David. And King David really did trust in the Lord. And when he messed up, he repented and turned back to the Lord. David knew that God would show him the path of life. David knew that being in the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. And David knew that at the right hand of God are pleasures forevermore. And that's that last verse, verse 11 of Psalm 16. So today, ladies, if you hear God's voice tugging on your heart, don't harden it like King Saul. Instead, let's be like King David and follow God's path of life so we can experience joy and pleasures forevermore. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And until next time, bye.